here. Welcome to Neat, comma, Straight Up or On The Rocks, the podcast that asks you, how do you like your life? Funky. How's everybody doing? I want to, before we get started, I really want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in to the podcast. Let me know how you feel, especially uh, everybody in the United States, the Philippines, Canada, the United Kingdom, India, Russia, Indonesia, and Brazil. I appreciate you all, uh, and I look forward to being able to entertain you for this season. My name is Daydream, uh, and, and again, if you're looking to reach us, you can reach us on all your podcast platforms now so you just go to your search engine in your podcast um it can be apple itunes whatever and you just type in neat comma straight up or on the rocks and you'll see the podcast uh just click on and enjoy all right y'all welcome back um sorry it's taking so long to get these episodes out uh, i had one prepared um but my computer ate it it's what I hear how it happens um, not to mention that you know once I do all this work to get everything ready edited um, do all the research on the artist and the music um, it, it's disheartening and crippling uh, especially when you're like me and you're dealing with anxiety um, you know you do all this work you get everything ready and then boom you go to find it somewhere along the line you messed up um, so that's where my depression kicks in and it kind of makes me feel bad, you know, like I, I was doing great. I was getting episodes out and ready to roll. And then all of a sudden, boom, I screwed up somehow. So this a problem, you know, how I grew up where every every time something went wrong, you know, it got screamed at or got yelled at or got told I wasn't good enough. You know, and it started really started my mental health issues with, you know, having high anxiety or just social anxiety, you know, just just being out there right so that's why i find movies you know i'll be talking about the joker hopefully you know god willing and and uh, you know another movie that i like called falling down uh, i might even get into the the glass series um you know it's split if you haven't seen those movies stuff like that so we're talking about personality disorders uh, just mental health issues period uh, especially in my community uh, we we really look at mental health issues as if it's something you can just walk out the door and all of a sudden it's done that's you know for me i'm i'm a i'm gonna take that as a byproduct of what slavery did to us right like you had to get up every day and go to work right like they literally broke our back literally tied us to trees literally you know you go into the 60s where they were tar and feather and jim crow and so much to overcome right that never had a chance we never had a chance to sit back and go yeah it's jacked up man we we need you know to talk through it right somebody needs to help us we always got well you're just lazy you you nobody no good you know you're not gonna do any better you, you'll be okay just get over it right so that kind of transitioned into you know 400 plus is where we are right now so and it's it's um you know still young still got a young mentality about how to get by things and what life should be for us but it's important for us to take that time out for our, our mental health and the more i talk about it 
uh, you know, given my testimony, the freer I feel. But I also spend a lot of time thinking about how people see me. You know, literally, I'm I'm not sure as to where my mental health status truly is because I don't think I know what good mental health is. Uh, you really can't be too sane if you're yelling at kids or if you're smacking or beating kids. Um, you know, these are some of the environments I grew up in. You know, you, you're you're like uh, left alone, right? Um, you know, I was one of three and then found out that I was one of five, you know, because my father had a wife with kids and we happened to be the other kids. So... You know, that was traumatizing. Talking to my my, um, my counselor about that, just trying to get over stuff, right? Like, and I remember I had to do an essay on my, uh, my aunt, who is one of five. Funny, right? And how she and came up here with her mother um, and her four sisters. And, you know, they came from South Carolina, how, how they came here and what they did when they got here. Um, and my grandmother, you know, being a woman on the train back in that day, right, on the train with her kids coming to Buffalo, New York to resettle while her husband, my grandfather, who I never met, um, who I look an awful lot alike from the pictures I see, how he stayed, you know, to make money, to send money up here for them to be okay because things were better here than they were there. So. It's it's a pretty interesting story as to how I I um found myself dealing with depression and, and fear, um, having you know a lot of worry, um, some emotional distress, excessive worry at times. Where I you know I remember I was a kid. Actually, I, I was probably my twenties. Now that I think about it, my early twenties. And me and my homeboy used to go over to Canada and uh, go to the strip club and try to check it out, see what was going on, because they were fully nude in Canada. Um, strip clubs over here were just topless. Like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, topless is great, but we had to see that fully nude booty. Don't know why, still don't know why, now that I think about it, that the fully nude really excited us, but we had to go over there. Um, probably because we were so deprived of it. You know, European countries show porn on TV, and they don't have the same problems that we have but anyway so we had to get over there and of course i you know call myself being an alpha male and i'm driving i can't be embarrassed i can't do this i can't do that i'm gonna drive you know you got in the car with me i'm going we going we're gonna go here we're gonna go see some titties nass get over the border or before we even get to the border like the grand island bridge which is getting out to <laughs> of the the out of buffalo where we are right going through niagara falls we're going to get to grand island right to get over the bridge so we got to go over the grand island bridge and then go over the peace bridge so two bridges right never even knew got over one or just about over one bridge and i pulled over you know going on the 190 north i had to pull over because i didn't know what the hell was going on like uh my hands shaking you know I'm, I'm having those heart palpitations i was talking about my hands all sweaty too my brain's just all freaking out and then and and i just couldn't do it like i i got closer and closer to the bridge and at the time it had toll booths and i was just like losing it and i i didn't know what the fuck was going on so i had to pull over 
in all embarrassment tell my homeboy yo you gotta you <laughs> you gotta drive and he looked at me like yo what the fuck we we going to see some titties and ass man are you talking about you can't drive over bridges and i i just don't know where it came from just out of nowhere my anxiety disorder just kicked right on in um, and again the more i try to research myself and my history there's a lot of stuff i blacked out when i was a kid I, I don't know if that played into it i don't know all i know is is at that moment that was the height of my embarrassment because my homeboy my best friend we're going to see some titties and ass and drink some beer and i'm freaking out and i gotta pull over before we even get out of buffalo right before we even get to the grand island bridge i'm freaking out so i pull over and of course he like fuck it ain't nothing gonna stop us from seeing titties and ass he drives now to this day till this day that was so many years ago till this day whenever we going somewhere he driving when i'm like yo let's do this let's do that let's go fishing i'm driving i and i really gotta go back to that moment where i was just like fuck it i can't get on this this bridge right now my anxiety kicking in um, and and i always think about that like you know i'll be like yeah i'll meet you there nah i'll pick you up because you ain't gonna come if you, you know if, if you're gonna meet me there but all right fuck it well I, i'm coming get you nah i'll come get you we good always gotta drive and i i chased that all the way back to learning about anxiety for the first time in my life you know and understanding later on in my life that that part of anxiety is a part of my mental health disorder and i i never really uh help um people to understand or i've never really helped people to understand who i am uh, because i never knew that part about me and now i talk about it all the time you know my my mental health issues um when it was such a bad stigma to talk about uh, but then i identify a lot of my favorite movies and characters you know for example batman like batman is a fucked up kid dressed like a bat running around gotham city fighting crime because of his trauma his childhood trauma you know i couldn't i never really adjusted you know superman was like hey superman but batman was like Yo, i identify with this dude for some reason and i never really knew it till i became an adult like i mean your mom was killed your mom and your dad was killed right in front of you like damn and you know you go and you become this badass kung fu guy and then you come back and you dress up like a bat and you run around town throwing your body and your life at risk to save these people that you don't even know like there's some deep <laughs> issues there with batman and i identify with it like you know i can understand how that kind of trauma you know was was on you know bruce wayne how he became that like he he just absorbed that kind of trauma in his life and did something and he thought what he did was or was doing was um healthy but you know as i get older again i start to look at that that shit ain't healthy dressing up like a bat that shit is not fucking healthy but that's one of my favorite characters Okay, so even for the securely attached personality, <laughs> I always find that funny. Falling in love can be temporarily disorienting. I have been in love a few times in my life and each time of the few, I have been disoriented. You know, 
We are familiar with phrases like uh, she took my breath away. Literally, I've had my breath taken away. My my current wife, not like I had a pre-wife or I'm going to have a post-wife, but my current wife or my wife that I'm in love with, um, she, when she first left, I, got, I, I, I used to chase her around and I feel bad that I got to say this, but I, I wasn't stalking her. Don't take it like that, right? So I saw her. And immediately God told me, that's what us psychotic people say. <laughs> I saw her and immediately God told me she's the one for me, right? Like in a movie, they glamorize it and it's all beautiful and all this everything, right? Oh my God. Oh, it is what it is, right? I saw her and I just knew she was the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. Like I had seen in my life. So I had to say something. I could just let her roll, right? Like we... We worked at the same place, but she worked in a different position than I did. And she just happened to be doing an event at the place I worked at. So when I saw her, I didn't care if she had a boyfriend, girlfriend, free three, five, ten friends. I didn't give a fuck. I, I had to say something, you know, and it was disorienting. I gave everything up. Like, like, like she slept. She, she, what is it? She, she swept my feet, swept me off my feet just by being who she was. You know, I I initially, it, it was a whirlwind, you know. It was, it was followed by that, that, that trust-building kind of thing when I said hi. And, and then we established, you know, some intimacy when, when, I, when I was stalking her, to be real. <laughs> That's not, I'm playing. But it kind of seems like it when you think about it. So she was at a bus stop, and I was driving past a bus stop. Like, every time she was at a bus stop, I was driving past a bus stop. This sounds like stalking, don't it? I I don't know. But I could tell you I didn't plan it. So is that really stalking? Either way, she was at a bus stop, not LL Cool J's, standing at a bus stop, sucking on a lollipop. When she get it pumping, it's hard to make the hotties. No, it was, she was doing her thing, right? She had her life, she living her life. And she was at a bus stop. That was the second time I had seen her. And I just could not let her stand at the bus stop when I had a car. And she had looked so goddamn good. I was like, yo, what is your name? I already knew her name. I had already been to her office. I already said hi. I had did everything I had to do. But when I seen her again, I had to ask her again, what is her name? I guess I was hoping she was going to say Angel. Because the way she made me feel, I, I, I don't know. But... It was one of those moments where I I, I, I I felt that love, right? And and I wanted to make something with her, right? And I didn't know why. So anyways, back to the beginning of the story. The first time she left me after we had been dating for a while, we had sex. And then she was leaving the next day. So I didn't know if she like had sex with me or I had sex with her. But I had a whole lot of respect for the situation either way, right? Because I, I kind of like to think that I'm there, right? Like, I could please a woman. I, I kind of have skills. But on this day, I drop her off at the airport. And when she's saying goodbye, I'm saying goodbye. I cried. I cried like a baby. Like, I didn't want her to leave at all. Like, please don't leave me. Please. I was addicted. You know, the love had me lovesick. You know, the signals 
was was just crazy. You know, the loss of my autonomy, you know, infatuation, you know, I was all there. You know, I, I was I was going into a spiral into some kind of obsession, you know, and it wasn't like it is nowadays where I could be on the phone. And this is crazy where I could be on the phone texting her all day or, or we could video chat each other. You know, I, it was like I'm about to let you go because I, you know, I, I was born in 1975. So rotary phones was going out, and, you know, when, when I came in. So it wasn't like I had access to her constantly. And that, that's a problem now, too. But. You know, the, the falling in love part was, was really, really difficult for me. And today's artist, the SOS band, Just Be Good To Me was, you know, you can listen to the song. Has nothing to do with my current marriage, right? But, you know, when you talk about tolerance and, and withdrawal and isolation and denial, like, this shit ain't, ain't happening, right? Like, I could tell you a story. Like I just did that. That means, you know, me and my wife, we met. I fell in love with her. She didn't fall in love with me till later. Uh, when she was leaving to get on the plane to go be with her friends, she was probably texting them or like just sending them an email PDAs, right? Or PD, whatever they call it. She was probably just calling them like, yo, I can't believe that this dude is crying at the airport as he's, and I, you know, she ended up marrying me. Thank God she ended up marrying me. But she was probably doing all that because it was so new. But, you know, with this song, Just Be Good To Me, like, that's what we're going to, we're about to play that in a minute. You'll see that there's some shit in this song that back when I first heard it, I didn't hear it. But then when I realized, you know, love and addiction kind of go together, hand in hand, you know, the difference is very, very slight. Love.
this is the part where <laughs> I read them wild ass books. So uh, let's get started. Friends tell me I am crazy and I'm wasting my time with you. You'll never be mine. Word? So why are you still dealing with me? Anyways, back to the lyrics. It's not the way I see it because I feel you're already mine whenever you're with me. So everybody, the people that I hold dear, because I don't call everybody friends, is telling me I'm crazy. You'll never be mine. I'm wasting time. And and just in case y'all wondering, because y'all love me, I love y'all. It doesn't feel that way when I'm with you. That's the first verse. So next verse, people always talking about your reputation. I don't care about your other girls. What? Just be good to me. People always talking about your reputation, bro. I don't care about your other girls. Just be good to me. Love and addiction. Like you sound addicted. Like I, I don't care what anybody else says. Actually, I don't even care if it's true. Just be good to me. That's the second verse, right? Third verse. Friends are always telling me you're a user. Really? Your friends gotta tell you that? You ain't know that. Okay. I don't care what you do to them. Just be good. To, are you, so are you telling me that you are using that he, that person, let's, let's non-genderify it. That person is using your friends, right? Your friends are always telling me you're a user. So they're okay with being used by this person, right? You're okay with them being used by this person, right? I don't care what you do to them. That's that statement. <laughs> I don't care what you do to them. Just be good to me. Addiction, right? I'm going to shoot this shit in my veins. I don't care how many people got it. I'm going to sniff this shit. I don't care how many people got it. I'm going to drink this shit. I don't care how many people got it. Just be good to me. Ooh. <laughs> so, fourth verse. You may have many others. What? Are you fucking kidding me? You may have many others. I'm sorry. I, I grew up at a time where I didn't share my toys. I'm the oldest, so or at least I thought I was the oldest for a while, and then after a while, I found out I was the middle fucking child. But I thought I was the oldest. I'm not down to sharing. So back to the lyrics. You have, you may have many others, but I know when you're with me, you are all mine. Okay. Friends always seem to listen to the bad things that you do. You never do them to me. These are lyrics in the song. You got to go back and listen to it because she's saying this shit in the song for real, for real. Next verse. Friends are always telling us to hook again. You're a user. I don't care what you do to them. Just be good to me. Really? All right. So after you do the chorus and all the other stuff again, here's the next verse. Life is a game of chances. So I'll take my chance with you. And you, I won't try to change. We talk about it, and I never had a piece of you. And to have a piece, and to have, sorry, and to have all of nothing, I'd rather have you. Less, I don't even want to break that down, right? Just be good to me, right? In the morning, just be good to me. In the afternoon or evening, 
just be good to me. I'll give you love. I will smother you. I will give you affection. I won't bother you. I'll be good to you. You'll be good to me. Just be good to me. I'm like cherry pie. I will tie you down when you need me. Maybe the stems. Maybe the stems. Sorry. I'll be around. I'll be good to you. You'll be good to me. La, 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 la. Oh, really? Wow. Now, the SOS band came out later on with a different song that was the opposite, complete opposite of this. So somebody must have told them, yo, that's jacked up. You really got to listen or, or what the hell was you thinking? But this song is, you, you got to go back and listen to it again. The SOS band is known as an American R&B group, also with electric or electro-funk group, uh, who gained their fame in the 1980s. They are best known for Take Your Time, boom, 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 hold up. Just in case you were wondering, the uh, origin is Georgia, 1977. Members are Mary Davis, Jason Bryant, James Earl Jones, the third. Don't know if that's the actor or not. Uh, Abdul Raouf, who was the manager, who uh, actually was like, "What does SOS stand for?" And they were like, "We are the Sounds of Santa Monica." And he was like, "Why are you the Sounds of Santa Monica?" And they were like. Well, we had a really good concert in Santa Monica, so we just decided to keep it that way. He was like, nah, I don't like that. We're going to call you Sounds of Success. S-O-S, The Sounds of Success, uh, which also featured Bruno Spigot, Billy Ellis, who's the late Billy Ellis, Chandra Curly Young, Penny Ford, and Willie Killebrew. Again, the genre for the SOS band is post disco because uh, I guess 1977 78 was post disco. Um, contemporary RB, and I have no idea what boogie is, but I guess boogie is a genre that doesn't live anymore. I'm uh, Daydream. Thanks for tuning in.
Listening to Neat, comma, straight up or on the rocks, a podcast that asks you, how do you like your life? NSUOTRocks at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out to us. Let us know what you think. We appreciate you. Peace.